This is the Grind, Sell, and Elevate podcast by Tizer Evans, where we do a deep dive on how to stay driven, how to be a top-tier salesperson, and how to elevate the quality of your life. Thanks for joining me today on Grind, Sell, and Elevate. This is Ty Evans. Today, I sit down and talk to TJ Wright, who's a former ex-NFL football player, who's now a serial entrepreneur and investor. Almost all of the things that he's doing is in the tech space. So we get his transition from football into being a serial investor and entrepreneur and the things that he's involved with. If you guys haven't done so, please subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate if you drop me a five-star review, leave me a comment. It makes it easier for other people to find. And if you guys uh, haven't, if you could please share with three or four like-minded people. It's the only thing I ask. There's no ads. Uh, there's no fee for listening other than please just sharing with three or four people. Uh, that would be great. Without further ado, here's my conversation with TJ. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me on Grind, Sell, and Elevate. This is Ty, and I'm here with a special guest today. I've got TJ Wright. TJ, how are you? Good. Chilling. Hey, man. Thanks for joining me today. So you've got a really unique background story. I'm going to turn it over to you. Tell everybody who you are, uh, You know what you've been up to, what you've done, and yeah, we'll go from there. Um, yeah, so TJ Wright. Um Originally from Beaumont, Texas, uh, football player, played at Ohio University, played for the Cincinnati Bengals, and now I am a serial founder. Um, latest project is Horizon Hover, where we're working on hover bikes and hover cars using ducted fan and heavy lift drone technology. And I also am a founder of some accelerators aimed at helping pro athlete founders um, as well as veteran founders. Oh, awesome, dude. So it's like you go from, uh, and I looked, I looked up your stats. You're uh, quite, quite the football player, dude. Obviously, to make it to, 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 to get into the, to the NFL, you got to be a hell of an athlete. Um, so how do you go from? Because I know guys that you know play football. I was telling you, I've been fortunate enough to, to know a couple pro athletes and uh, had haven't released them yet, but a couple podcasts have come out with some guys that played in the league. Like you're so focused on sports your whole life. How did you, where did this interest of tech start to come from as you made your transition from being an athlete uh, into now and all, all these different ventures? Well, tech care kind of happened, um, I guess serendipitously is the word. Um, so it really was my pursuit of music. So one of the things I did was make music. Um, currently in a trap rock band called Lorraine's Built. Been doing this type of music. Um, like my whole life. And essentially what happened was I ended up getting injured in the league. Um, and it was a pretty severe injury called a Liz Frank. And really it just left a sour taste in my mouth. So I kind of was one of those guys who just kind of walked away from the game. And I enrolled in art school. So I wanted to do the thing least like football just to kind of completely get myself away from it because it was just hard like watching people play on tv that you previously played with you previously in that locker room just extremely hard to watch tv and so oh, sure yeah couldn't go to game <laughs> i was in the best place so I was like you know after that i'm going to art school like um so i went down there uh majoring in fashion design accessory design and i started a band trap rock band started doing the music now the base story is you know didn't want to see people still using CDs. Didn't want to put the pressure on to try to sell CDs. So I was like, um, 
I'll just make merch. And so I created um, a pair of shoes. Um, actually, is this recorded? Is it live? Oh, yeah. Because uh, I was going to grab the shoes. But anyway, I made these shoes or whatever. And um, people started liking them. So I was going, you know, on my way to have a meeting with somebody who wanted to, to look at the fashion side of it. And I ended up losing my phone. And um, I was like, I wish I had a way to press a button to find my phone. So I'm looking everywhere for it or whatever. It's like, damn, I wish I had to just press a button and find this thing. And I had like a eureka moment. And I created this phone case where you find a, your phone by pressing the button. So I put the PCBs inside of the case. Um, and then that's how I got into tech. So from that, I got into, um, an incubator uh, for that invention. Um, later on, and about three months later, uh, ended up getting into an incubator. Uh, no, actually, I was, no, I went to make my sample. So the yeah, then I made a sample, got it in, did the market research. I actually was, uh, at that point, training for rugby, trying to go to Olympics and rugby. My samples came in. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then I ended up getting to an incubator. And then once I got in the incubator, I just kind of kept getting pulled deeper into the tech space because um, I realized I had a prototype and strategy. So from that point, I became a person who could rapidly prototype, um, started meeting different people. And they liked that the fact that I played football in the back and we just was trading information, knowledge, contacts, and was joining teams, get brought, brought into projects. And here we are. Yeah. So that was one of the things that I've been impressed with you making that transition is your, and, and you know, not, now you live out in LA, so there's a lot of people to, to network with, but how have you been able to network so effectively to get yourself in different positions and different circles, you know, to get contact with these people that normally people wouldn't uh, have that? The internet, but I mean, I always, I'm, I go out, like, I just was able, once I got informed on some of the, I guess, the jargon and how things work, my conversations with people just started changing uh, the level and degree of conversation. I've always been a people person. I like people. I come from throwing parties. Like I said, I'm in a band, so I play mm. football. I'm used to being like a, a outgoing person and, you know, I come from the party vibes. It's just the conversation started changing as I got more knowledgeable. So the types of people I could talk to got uh, more diverse. And then as a, once you go to a certain level in football, you get approached with a lot of stuff too. It's just, like I said, my my conversations changed so I could understand what people was telling me where before it wasn't registering because it wasn't an interest. And so that, and I was just say the internet. So real life, but just being around in the internet. So a lot of it is, um, you know, like if you play football, people want to come talk to you. People are like, yo, this is my homeboy, this is whatever, whatever. But right. then once I got serious, yeah, I've been on the network and friends. So I'm on LinkedIn, Bumblebee, Shaper, Alignable, anything that, you can have a profile on, I got one. So. That's awesome. Yeah, no, and that's what, you know, because a lot of entrepreneurs are listening to this and they're, I always think that business owners and entrepreneurs alike can do a better job of networking with each other. And how can we have, uh, you know, cross collaborate? We might be, have some synergies, although it seems like we're in different spaces or even competitors, but they're, you know, you could invest, you could go 50, 50 on a deal, right? You could find out more information. You could see a new trend. And I think it's important to keep networking. So I love that you're doing that so much. 
definitely, definitely got to. You just never know what skills somebody have. And like you said, so many ways. You got to see yourself as a part of the ecosystem and not just an island or individual structure. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, I'm, I'm curious. So now you, you got you got the clothing line. You got the band. You're investing in different tech companies. Uh, well, you're you're an investor and you're, you're doing the the um, the hover tech, right? That's that's it seems like that's your real focus in your baby right now that we, yeah. we were chatting about. Dude, how do you manage your time? Like, how do how do you like you know what I mean? Yeah. How do you spread do, get it all in? Well, I think it's a power of the internet. Um, I delegate a lot, and then like I just look at the tech part as something that was helping me just um do some cleaning out of my personal life. So I think as an athlete, just for like I just stop you know fraternizing with bullshit people, and um I cleared up a lot of time. And then I was looking for something to fill the void anyway. I used to spend about sixteen hours a day total when you think about it, dedicated to football. So I always walked around with this void. Um, and so I like to stay busy because um like I said I my career ended on the injury so it's something i really ain't never like been cool with <laughs> oh sure right so, um you know so the more busy i was able to become the more help me feel better about myself and uh, to work and like i said i let me try to eliminate wasting time and it's just something that my, you know my dad always instilled in me when he was when i was young that just started kicking in late so he would always come in the room and be like, what you doing? And I'm like, I don't have nothing to do. He always tell me, don't never let me. He said, you don't got nothing to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Read a book, do something. Let's go work out. Don't never let me. So that always be in my head too. But I guess the core of it is, yeah, just, just more effective time management and eliminating procrastination. Not procrastination, we all procrastinate, but I think just doubt more so. Yeah. Yeah, is that something that you feel like, uh, well, there's two things I want to ask you. I want to talk to you about the bullshit people, but staying on how to overcome doubt, because so many people never get started because they're like, in their mind, they're like, there's no way. There's no way I can do this. I don't mm. have the skill set. I didn't go to school for it. So do you think that being a, a, a you know high-level athlete helped your confidence to do this type of stuff? Or is that just something you've, you've had to work on or you just innately have always been that person? Uh, something I had to work on. So I actually, it's like when I used to, hear interviews about Michael Jackson, I never understood how you could be Michael Jackson on stage and then be like that off stage. But then that's how I, I can so sometimes I have anxieties even though I perform a lot. So I'll be having anxiety. I do a lot of stuff really on autopilot to be honest. So sometimes I'm doubting it too, but I'ma just do it. Like you just gotta do it. And you just gotta do it. Cause the voice in your head a lot of times is bogus. Um it's coming from something in your past or you letting the people around you tell you things that they don't know about. So comparative analysis, but I, just at general as a little kid, yeah, I was always a person that just would do stuff, you know what I'm saying? I was always a person that's in high school who would just take a bet on itself, risk on itself. But I'm <clears throat> just opening up to let it know it's not like it's always like, you know, I got this. Now nah, sometimes you doubt it, but I just go on, on autopilot. So if my head is saying something, I'm a, I push myself to make my body still move forward. So mm. I'm still thin button. I'm gonna still finish the call. And then you just gotta rock. So I think sports help me with that because if you have butterflies before the game, you still got to play. And once the game starts, you're going to calm down. So if sports 100%. helps, anything, just understanding butterflies are part of it. Yeah, no, I love that, man. And I like that that phrase going autopilot because it is true. Once you just start to get some motion, you know, it's like, you know, being in sales for 15 years, it's like there's days where you're like, I don't want to pick up this fucking phone. 
I don't, I don't want to talk to a single person, you know, but you get 10 calls in, you get, you get a little in a flow state, you get some momentum behind you. are like, Oh, this is not bad. I'm having great conversations today. And it helps. But if I wouldn't have been on autopilot for those first 10 calls, I wouldn't have made any. Exactly. Especially yeah, founder. So I had to do things, to get out of my comfort zone. So when I got into that incubator, I went and so I got in the party like by becoming a promoter in New York, just I knew I was gonna have to talk to people. And I've yeah. done different jobs, telemarketing, all that kind of stuff, just to to get over the fact that yeah, I didn't really like talking to people. <laughs> <laughs> um so so how did you where did music come into place? Is that something that uh, next to sports you just always had a passion for and love for? Yeah, I've been doing music pretty serious since the 10th grade. I was, you know, I'm some I was undrafted, so people didn't take my sports serious till late in life. So I was able, also able to do this um, how I am because I was able to exist under the radar, and I was the only one who took my sports serious. So I was always seen as just a guy who plays to everybody else. And I just took full advantage of that because I like being on the team. But, yeah, I've been doing music since I'm in the 10th grade. So, uh, yeah, I've been recording mixtapes for a minute. Do you think that that uh, kind of – I mean, how is it, dude, your college stats were impressive. I mean, it doesn't look like you were flying underneath the radar to me. But uh, I guess it's all relative to our own experiences. Um, do, do you think that that kind of gave you a little bit of a chip on your shoulder that's helped you in business? Yeah, because I think, yeah, so one of my motivations of going big, like I said, I never really got over the fact that I wasn't able to showcase the player I think I really am um, on the on the biggest stage. And so different ways to, to showcase that I'm a truly dynamic person has definitely, you know, led that. So it's one of the reasons why I'm willing to, to take bets on hover bikes, hover cars, and putting it out there. Um, Definitely a chip on the show. We went to Ohio University, not Ohio State. So constantly being seen in Ohio State. Now I, I fucked like, up on that too. Yeah, no, it's just a thing. Um, you know, I was always the smallest guy. Um, had to manufacture speed, so I had to become fast. I wasn't born fast. I made mm. myself. And then might not even been fast. Made myself faster. All right. So yeah, it's a huge chip. We call it a boulder, but I think it's a. Uh, <laughs> You know, I think it's, it can be a positive thing and for, you know, founders, you automatically the underdog, even if you got a bunch of money, you know? Sure. Yeah. hundred percent. So you, you mentioned a thing, I, once I got the bullshit people out of my life, I was able to, you know, um, have a lot more time. And I'm a huge believer of this. Like if you're negative, you're not someone that's, you know, got my back. Um, or you're someone who's not at a level I want to get to, or at least at my level. Like I just, I really don't have time for you. I really don't want you in my life. That's my personal preference. You know, once you talk to people about, you know, there's a lot of young people listen to this demographically 25 to 40. It's kind of that age group. Um, a lot of them in sales, a lot of entrepreneurs, sales leaders. Let's talk about why that was important for you to get bullshit people out of your life. Um, just what you hit on the head. So they just bring you down or they try to talk you out of things. So I was constantly having, serious constant debates over things that between our dynamic i was the expert on and i some things are gonna take longer um to happen and you know i'm waiting on their time and i shouldn't have to always justify everything i'm doing to somebody who don't know what's going on it's just all that i could also see as i was moving towards success in an off the field manner um i would always get pulled into distraction and it started to seem to me that it was personal, that it wasn't them trying to get me to have fun. It seemed like some of these invitations was to see me not succeed. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? 
if we smoking, you know, we're right back. He'd be like, I don't smoke. He's trying to be like, nah, just smoke it. Where's that coming from? You know what I'm saying? If it's, yo, I got to do this, this meeting, or I got to write this thing. And you're like, nah, man, just come, just come, just come. Where's that coming from? You know what I'm saying? Just the negative. You know, you want, you don't want a yes person around you, but some of it seems just deliberate or talking people out of things when it's time to try to try something. So, you know, it's just little examples of just that. But I would say, yeah, it was, a lot of it would be these constant bickering matches over what I'm doing uh, with my professional endeavors. And it'd be one thing if you were somewhat informed, like at least read a book. Like, have you at least read a book that you can tell me on? Or You know what I mean? Like, nah, so. Yeah, people just talking just straight from opinion as opposed to having done their own research. They're just trying to, you know, and I'm sure you've come across this a ton, but just people projecting their own insecurities onto you. That's all it is. Their limitations, other people's limitations was trying to become mine. It became this tug of war. It was just unnecessary and it's a constant thing. And it can come from a lot of different places because that's all it really is. And, you know, obviously coming from an underdog perspective, wishing I had people help me was wanting to be that inspiration. Um, but sometimes it just became a drain. And uh, yeah, so a lot of times when you lose them, it was all these opportunities come, you just start noticing that pattern and um, just able to get more done. And I read this post the other day, it was like, you, you people should be proud of your accomplishments if they're your friend, not, not jealous. And you know, jealous is relative, but I'm saying it is, if you gun shy about sharing something good that happened, then that's a sign. Yeah, you know, and so I found myself gunshot a lot of times with all this stuff that was happening. And as an entrepreneur, you have to celebrate the small victories. So if you want a licensing deal with Nike, you might not have the deal, but if they say, yeah, we're going to get a meeting next Tuesday, that's huge. Yeah. Like you have to, and you come and say, hey, I got to meet with Nike. And they're like, yeah, did they sign it? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. No, I totally agree, man. I've had that shit. It, it drives me nuts. Um, like even right now, so the, the, there's this program I really wanted to get into. It's called the um, Arate Syndicate. And it's by Andy with, uh, Andy Purcell and Ed Milet. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. Not. Irrelevant, right? But it's an application process and it's kind of like a mentoring group. And these guys are, you know, they both have got uh, Ed Milet's worth $500 million. You know, Andy Frisell runs a nine figure company. So the other big mentors in the, in the motivational space. And like, so I made a post about it, right? And I had people hit me back like, I bet that's expensive. Yeah. yeah of course it is. I'm learning from guys <laughs> that are worth $500 million. I have to fucking pay. Like, you know what I mean? They don't right. show up and give you shit for free. It's just that, how much time is that going to take away from your, right. like, come on. I pull you down. You know? And I want to make sure that whoever watching, you don't want everybody to agree with you. That's not what I'm trying to get at. What I'm trying to get at is, like what you said, people who are deliberately trying to pull you off of what you got going on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, your business, and they're either trying to always bring you down emotionally, or they literally trying to bring you away from what you're doing. So if you had something at 4 p.m., they try to act like it's not important that you should come do something else at 4 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know what I'm saying? Are you reading, you building yourself up to make that decision? And every time you're building yourself up, they got something to say about it or they're trying to pull you away from it. That's no, I totally get it. And it's really great advice.
Um, honestly, it truly is. I want I want to get. We got a couple minutes left here. I want to get into a little bit about my phone got a little bit of juice left anyway. Okay, good. We'll, we'll ramp it up. Um, but I want to get, uh, do you have any success habits, things that you do for either mentally or physically to help, you know, keep you um, like at that edge of performing well? Uh, yeah, it's something I got to get better at. Um, for me, I think my biggest success habit is I just don't give up. So that's something I'm naturally good at is just perseverance um, and being persistent. But the success habit I want to get good, better at, that's for me, is I want to uh, get better at praying more and staying more positive. Mm-hmm. That I, that would help me. Um, and I would say everybody, the best success habit would be staying positive and being and persevering. So that way you can keep coming back to people who rejected you instead of burning the bridge. Um, so my football ego is definitely in the way at first because I wasn't used to being rejected. I've definitely gotten way better at that. And understanding sales, no, just me is not right now. And so as you keep proving yourself, they come back and you establish a type of reform relationship. Um, physical fitness, too. Um, and I think another skill that I'm good at for success is, I guess, understanding the politics of it all and not making politics a bad thing, but just looking at people as people. And that people make emotional decisions and justify with rational thinking afterwards. No matter how numbers and robotic we try to make ourselves seem, inside of that is a person. So, you know, I would I would say that that's kind of what I keep at the forefront. Um, so yeah, that's something I'm good at, but it's something I want to get better at. Yeah, no, I appreciate the honesty, and I love what you said. Um, you know, sales is just a no, not right now, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's a great takeaway. Now- Positive though, because you can either pull yourself down or you can rub them the wrong way. And you just want them to be like, just respect them. You know what I'm saying? And uh, one thing I learned too, you're supposed to ask people why if they say no. So that's another good thing. So you can change the actions to be a yes for them. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, always. It's such a, that three letter word can make you so much money in sales if you know how to use it correctly, you know, yep. done respectfully and tastefully nothing nothing wrong with asking a hard question of yeah i totally appreciate that why exactly and they're gonna tell you why and either you could do it or you can't it's like it might be like well because it costs three trillion dollars i mean like because we wanted in blue not red and they used to go make it blue and come back in three weeks there you go and um so real fast i want you to talk about your hoverboard hover cars the whole what, what you're doing there um and let people know why you're why you're doing this and what it's about. Okay, so yeah, the hoverboard is an extension of two things. Really, it's just my own desire to own one. Like I said, I started off with music, so it's like I'm trying to put one in my video. But then I discovered the market. The thing about me as a designer is I be designing for like my own personal problem. Find a lot of people have the same problem. Um, I'm big on innovation, uh, but what we really do is we help eliminate traveling inclement weather. So imagine not having a hydroplane in the rain, um, being able to go over floods, um, not being snowed in, um, pothole damage. And it's electric. So just really that looking at too advanced culture, you know what I'm saying? All right, cool. So yeah. So yeah, basically, aside from just being super cool, super dope, what it actually does is um, it helps with travel and inclement weather. Um, so imagine not having a hydroplane spin on the spin out um, during the rain, um, if it's flooding, you still can go over the floodwaters. So 
it's got artificial intelligence and robotics um, built in. One of the things that it would be doing is constantly communicating with the environment around them. So mm. you can go max three feet. So you say, I want to be three feet. Even if there's eight feet of surface under you, water, whatever, you'll be three feet above that. If there's six inches of snow, you can be three feet above the six inches of snow. And so 22% of all fatal accidents are caused by inclement weather, right? Um, and so what we do is give a chance to have more safe uh, travels and people can travel in the way that they're accustomed to no matter what the weather is. Um, there are a number of benefits um, to this product too, using clean energy, um, you know, pothole damage. We help save people who have tires uh, damage for potholes, but also cities. So I think it's something like $14 million spent for every one mile of new road put in or something like that. Wow. So, you know, yes, yeah, a huge cost um, and money that can be put to use in other places just by bringing this technology to the service. But beyond that, we democratize flight, right? So now everybody can be their own pilot in a very safe manner. And, you know, it's just going to be cool. It's going to be dope. It's going to be something, you know what I'm saying? Futuristic. Just get it popped off. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I think it's awesome. Um, I, and it's, it's a great, the way that you're positioning it to be able to sell it, dude, because, I mean, fucking the weather, whether you're in, you know how it is, well, being from Beaumont, mm -hmm. it's not that far from here. So you know how it gets down here or if you're in the Northeast, the only time you probably don't need it is where you're at in LA. It's yeah, just, it's well, just, unless- It's sunny all the time. Yeah, unless they had an earthquake, everybody keep predicting, but I hope that don't happen. Yeah, but even me then. Me too. yeah. Yeah, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, most places you will need it. Um, and you know, here I think so. It can be um, manned and unmanned, semi and fully autonomous. So I hear, you know, one day we like to be a part of that group that helps fight fires, though. So there's a lot of fires out here in California, and the helicopter, the first responding helicopters that's supposed to contain the fire spreading, mm -hmm. typically can only get so far. Um, and you know, they still have to have a person on it. We could send something unmanned full of, you know, water or whatever needs to fight it. We're gonna send a fleet and, you know, it could be a, a faster, safer um, response uh, to help contain it. You know, heat, we have materials that can sustain high levels of heat because we obviously are sending things to space. So there's materials, all the technology exists. Um, so we can get a fleet of these closer. So that's kind of what I would think to help them on the search and rescue front uh, when it comes to like the West Coast. Yeah, no, I love it. I think you're, you think you're 100% spot on. Uh, the text there, it's just at, put it in the right type of application to help people. Um, TJ, uh, love what you're doing, man. I uh, love how ambitious, I, I love how ambitious you are. And I like that you have a lot of interest that you're not one dimensional, doing the clothing, doing the music, but also heavily involved in tech and investing. Um, I think that's super cool. It's, it's going to be fun to watch your journey. Um, Thank you. It, where can people connect with you, with your music, uh, with your business, or you personally? Yeah, so the, the music we haven't launched yet. We're getting ready to launch. We're going to put that out. It's called Trap Rock type of music I'm doing. Um, I think the best place would be LinkedIn. So it's TJ Wright on LinkedIn. Horizon Hover CEO will pop up. Um, on Instagram, it's at TJ Wright now. TJ W-R-I-G-H-T-N-O-W at T-J-W-R-I-G-H-T-N-O-W. So at TJ right now on Instagram. That's the two best things. And about to kick off with TikTok. So unless somebody took that name, it's probably going to be the same name. But for right now, hit me up on LinkedIn and Instagram. 
All right, cool. I'll post that in the show notes. And for everybody listening, I, he did give me a little sneak peek of his, uh, his music. Uh, the music video was awesome. And the music is really sound lyrically. And I'm, I got, I'm a huge hip hop head, uh, yeah. really into Bay area. Cause that's where I'm from. And a lot of stuff in LA, like two max and you know, living legends and, you know, visionaries. Um, so, you know, I, I love the music. I thought it was fantastic. So make sure you guys link, uh, link up with TJ, connect with him on LinkedIn and on Instagram. I'll put his handles in the show notes. Um, TJ, any parting words? Um, yeah. So yeah, if you want to check out the site is www.horizonhover.com. Also, if anybody has a high level interest in robotics, um, advanced technology, 3D printing, any of these things, feel free to connect with me. We always trying to build an ecosystem. So that's one of the kind of things I want to do is, um, you know, partner with the community. So we see what's out there because um, a lot of cutting edge and the time we live in is actually sitting in somebody's garage and in somebody's head. So <clears throat> don't ever be intimidated to say what's up. Cool, man. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And I uh, said, so it's going to be fun to watch you and all of your success, man. And uh, again, thanks so much. Thank you. Peace, everybody. Bye.